It's another episode of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. Yay! Yay! My name is Scott. My name is Mel. And this is episode 12. I wonder if people are listening, like binge listening to this, and they've just heard 12 episodes back to back of us, or if they're getting their Wednesday fix, midweek Parkrun fix. Well, I think if they're binging, they're going to have noticed this beautiful story arc where we got really, really good. Started off a little bit, you know, dodgy and improve every week. Yep. We haven't reached the apex just yet. Oh, no. We've we've got plenty more to improve on. Yep. Unfortunately, you don't sound as clear as you did last week. And I'm looking at the picture of you in a hamster wheel. You weren't going to tell people what I was doing. Oh, really? That's what you said last week. Okay. Scrap that bit. <laughs> but you're it's back okay. on the you're back on the Sunshine Coast. But on Saturday you were adventuring away from the Sunshine Coast again. They can't keep me out of airplanes at the moment. It would seem. Well, share your adventure, your jet-setting adventure with me. What did you do? On Saturday, Park Run Day, I was lucky enough to be at the launch of a very exciting new park run in sort of, you wouldn't call it far north Queensland, maybe middle north Queensland, Rockhampton Park Run has finally landed and it was excellent. It was a really, really good event. Is it going to be called Rocky? Officially, it's Rockhampton, but everyone's calling it Rocky Park Run already. Are they sick of the sliced alone jokes in Rockhampton? Oh, who, who could possibly get sick of sliced alone jokes? I'm not sure if you listened to the end of episode 11, if you saw my Mel Gibson impersonation, or heard my Mel Gibson impersonation. Are you asking me? Well, <laughs> do you want to hear my sliced alone impersonation? Yes. We'll have to wait to the end of episode 12 to hear it. See, you're on my wavelength because I was already thinking that we would definitely have to have Rocky Balboa as our picture for the podcast post this week. So tell me about the park run. Good, gorgeous location? Yes. So the park run itself is run through the Botanic Gardens, the Rockhampton Botanical Gardens, right next to the zoo. Uh, There's a section of the course that runs near an emu enclosure. I, I asked the marshals that were posted there, the first time I passed them to make sure that the emus were at the fence by the time I got back. Unfortunately, they were too busy actually being volunteer marshals to also be emu wranglers. So um, I didn't get to see emus this time. But there was lots of bird wildlife. Um, There are pelicans in as far as Rockhampton. That was a little bit bizarre. And uh, corellas and cockatoos and lorikeets. And, yeah, the course is very undulating it's shady and sunny in various parts um i did take a look at the photos on facebook one thing that stood out to me it's really green down here in the southern states everything at the moment is yellow and brown but up in rocky it's like emerald green is that because it's in the gardens and or is that just rockhampton it, it has had a lot of rain lately, so not just the course and the – I mean, I'm sure they um, 
water the botanical gardens, of course, but um, especially because part of it's along a river and the river is prone to flooding in certain sections, but they have actually had a lot of rain in recent months. So it is particularly green at the moment. Um, it's not so green all year round, I'm told. So now's a good time to go if you really love green, green, green. But yes, the botanical gardens themselves are very well taken care of. So there are massive, beautiful trees um, and there's, there's this fantastic shady section of the course where you're running through an avenue of bamboo, which is just beautiful, especially uh, you get to run that part of the course twice and the second time is after you've run about a kilometre in sun. So it's very welcome by the time you get back to that shade. Um, you get to run past a stunning Japanese garden with a waterfall in a pond. And, and I particularly loved at the end, and I know it's not entirely accurate, but you come down to the last 200 metres and there's a cenotaph in the middle. And in front of it is R-A-N which has been topiarized out of small hedges. And I just thought, oh, they know that I ran. I just <laughs> ran park run. I'm almost finished. Of course, the RAN stands for the Royal Australian Navy. And as you go around the other side of the cenotaph, it also says Army and Anzac. Um, so, you know, ob obviously you need to pay your respects as appropriate as well. But I did think it was um, – it was very lovely that the first word you see is ran. Yeah, it's close enough. <laughs> Sounds good. We just we just need to get them to, to put a few more hedges in that say park in front of it. You caught up with the ED? I did. I caught up with the ED and uh, a couple of the other volunteers as well on Saturday morning. And I'm here with three of the gentlemen who volunteer today. We've got Rod, Phil and Craig, who's the event director at Rockhampton Park Run. Gentlemen, did you have a good morning? Yeah, awesome. Yep. Excellent event. What was the turnout today, Craig? We had 191 people across the line from memory. Rod might have missed one or two, but yeah, it, it, he's a first-timer, so we'll let him get away with one or two errors. So, Rod, you were on the stopwatch this morning. Any issues there? Uh, no, just like Craig highlighted, there was a couple of uh, couple of missed people, but overall we think we did pretty well for an inaugural event. So. Awesome. And Phil, you were out on the course doing a fabulous job with your marshalling duties. How did you find that? Yeah, fantastic. People were happy by the time they got to me. Still, you know, three Ks in, still a couple to go, so it was pretty hot. And you, you were in a very sunny position on the course. How did you think the vibe was from the runners? Were, were people, you said they were happy, but what was the vibe? Fantastic. Yeah, no, everyone was really happy and, and they're good to be there. And I think, uh, well, nearly 99% of them will be back. That's a, that's a great percentage. Mm, I think, yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Might have to come back and do it all again next week. What is your motivation for volunteering at Parkrun? Okay, so it's really about the people, you know. I saw so many people today that I didn't know and have not seen before. And I do quite a few different exercises throughout the town, different things that we do. And, yes, yeah, it's, it's new people. It's getting people out, doing themselves, and it's all good fun. Uh, yeah, um, I had the privilege of going to a parkrun event in Harvey Bay Oh, a couple of years ago now, um, so I've been waiting for this to happen in Rocky, so um, fortunately Craig got on board and has um, got it happening, um, but it's just 
getting out, getting involved, getting people that wouldn't normally think of getting out and going for a run and getting them active on a Saturday morning, um, sharing something that we all have a passion for. That's great. Well, Parkrun is a great opportunity. We've already mentioned the people. Uh, the reason we bought this to Rockhampton is because it's creating a safe place for people to come and uh, be active. It's, it's an opportunity for those that, you know, just don't know whether they can run or walk or do this sort of thing, it's an opportunity for them to get together and give it a go. And we know that they're going to come back because those of us that have, you know, done activity or, or you know, led active lifestyles already know what reward you get out of achieving something, even if it's as simple as walking five kilometres. So these people can come and uh, find that place with Parkrun, and that's really what Parkrun's about. You know, it's sort of like a, an enjoyment concentrate. You just add people, and away you go. So that's why we're here. Thank you very much for your time this morning, gentlemen. Good luck with the future of Rockhampton Parkrun. I'm sure it's going to be amazing. It was already a wonderful event today. So onwards and upwards. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm here at the launch of Rockhampton Parkrun with David and Gary. Guys, how did you enjoy the run today? Fantastic. Loved it. Great technical course. And do you have any feedback for other park run adventurers who might be coming out here? Something to look out for? Yeah, definitely. Uh, looking on the map, it looks very scary, but um, it's very well uh, marked, very well marshaled, so you're not going to get lost. So don't worry about that, and it's very scenic. And yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit of an up and down course, uh, nice and challenging, got a nice little um, steep incline on the way home, um, so really enjoyable. And bring the kids, it's kid friendly, because we've got the zoo, we've got the botanical gardens, we've got everything here, it's good. And a nice cafe as well. And I'm here with Craig, who's the event director at Gladstone Park Run. Craig ran the course at Rockhampton today, what did you think of it? I can't remember now. Um, yeah, very good course, a lot more hills than what I'm used to with Gladstone. Um, I made it a bit of a challenge, especially the, the finish hill coming back up it. Um, very picturesque, lovely lovely area, lots of scenery and the gardens are, give you something to look at if you're looking more for a, um, a casual walk than a hard run, so overall a good course. And what did you think of the vibe out there with the other runners today? Um, yeah, not used to having quite so many runners. We have a fair few less than what they had here. Um, so there's a little bit of a congestion at the beginning, like most big runs have. Um, a lot of people seem very happy um, to be out and out and about and, and having their exercise early. So it was um, yeah, very good atmosphere. Nice reporting there, Mel, and great to hear from Craig from Gladstone and lots of. Bird life, noisy bird life. I didn't share the pics of this, but the lorikeets, so the cafe at Rockhampton is in the botanical gardens and it's underneath these massive, I want to call them fig trees, but I don't think they're fig trees. Anyway, it's very, very shady. But all these lorikeets sit in the trees and they wait for you to finish your breakfast and hope that you leave some crumbs left over. And then they all swoop down onto the tables. And I actually have a photo of a lorikeet sitting on the edge of a coffee cup and then dipping his entire body into the coffee cup to see if there was any left in the bottom. So they're all they're all over you as soon as you leave your food unguarded. Yeah. Well, I bet they're alert, highly caffeinated lorikeets, <laughs> ready to pounce. 
because if there's a parrot that you want to highly caffeinate, it is definitely a lorikeet. Yeah, I think that's common folklore, <laughs> common knowledge. Okay, so we're going to add Rocky Parkrun to our list that we need to get to soon. Well worth the trip. Our special guest today has run 89 parkruns at six different events, has volunteered 22 times and is down to volunteer next week too. This weekend, he participated in the Canberra 48-hour race he did pretty well. His name is Trev. Trev, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Mel. Now, Trev, the reason we've got you on the show is you've just completed 48 hours of non-stop running. That's true? Someone can do that? Um, <laughs> some people can. Um, it's pretty much non-stop, but you, do, um, you obviously have to s- stop for um, toilet breaks and and some people take rest time, like over that period of time. You try to stay out on track as long as you can, so you can maximise the amount of kilometres you can cover. But um, yeah, basically, um, you stay out there for as much as you can. And so, when you go into a race like this, Trev, what what kind of goals do you set for yourself, and what kind of strategy strategy do you set up so that you know? you can cope with 48 hours of almost non-stop movement? Um, well, th- this one was a little bit different for me because um, I just got a coach 10 weeks ago. I had a bit more of a plan this time. So this isn't your first 48-hour event? No, I've done three. A, a few years back since I've done one, but I've done three previously. Wow. You're a glutton for punishment. <laughs> yeah. So you had, you've had a coach for 10 weeks. Surely you've been training yeah. longer than 10 weeks, though. Yeah, no, well, I just sort of, before I had a coach, just did park run on Saturdays, do a bit of speed work on Thursday with the Noosa Tri Club, and just maybe fit in a run here and there, but um, sort of nothing sort of planned or consistent. So um, just sort of thought this year I've got a bit extra time and be more committed to trying to improve a little bit more. Okay, so you're coached by John Pearson, is that correct? Yeah, yep. And he's a fellow park runner who, yep. who was incidentally the inaugural course record holder at Nambour Park Run. And and I understand he was also participating this weekend in one of the other events, wasn't he? Originally was planned to do 48 hours, but um, he's just had a few minor setbacks, so he ended up just running the six-hour event. and um, Just? The six hour <laughs> and um, he, he ended up winning. He sort of had a bad patch in the middle and struggled a bit, but um, he did enough on the day to um, to win, so that was good. So when you approach somebody like John and you say, yep. "Okay, I've got ten weeks. What can you do for me before a forty eight <laughs> hour run?" Um, yeah, like it's not ideal because he obviously would like to have a couple more months to prepare. And because my training wasn't sort of big mileage beforehand, we sort of just had to fit in as much as we could without overloading. We just did as much as we could in the 10 weeks and then just know that we could probably improve on next time around. And there's going to be a next time. 
<laughs> so we'll definitely next time's in running the long ultras, but I'm not saying there's definitely going to be another 48-hour track race very soon. It's it's still a bit recent, isn't it? It's um yeah no there lots of good times out there. It's a very fun event, but um when you're out there, you're thinking, gee, this is a bloody long time on your feet, and when you're out there for 48 hours, the 24-hour event looks mighty good. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine the mental battle is probably just as hard as the physical battle at some point during the 48 hours. Yeah, I think it's probably more important than the physical. Like, the people that really do really well at them, just so mentally tough. It's just amazing how determined they are and just keep fighting like for the whole time. It's amazing, some people out there. How did you get into running, Trev? And how did you get into parkrun? Okay, yeah, well, I got into running just really in 2009, just started the gym probably a few months before and just running on the treadmill, enjoyed that, so just the next step was to probably go in a running race and that would end up being the um, Malulabar Twilight 5K in 2009 and um, I really enjoyed that, so I've pretty much been running ever, ever since. And Mel mentioned at the start, you're a pretty good park runner, you've done 89 You've done a bit of venturing at six different events and you're a good volunteer. How did you get introduced to parkrun and, and has that helped your ultra running in any way? Uh, yeah, it definitely has helped. Um, I probably can't remember exactly. I know my first 26 parkruns were at Kiwana, so I got introduced. I think I got introduced to parkrun through my ultra running from the people that I met from doing ultras and they were park runners and just went down and did my first one at Kiwana and pretty much did 26 there over the first couple of years and then then um, they started a new one close to home so I pretty much spent most of my park runs at Noosa since. Well, you've gone sub-18 at Noosa. You've done a 17.59. I've done three sub-18s, like one at Wynnum. I did a 17.58 and I've done... A 1759 at Noosa to win in a 1753 at Noosa to, to come second. So the goal this year is to try and get to probably 1740. Just a, just, um, a little bit of improvement would be nice. And then That sounds a bit blistering to me, 1740. <laughs> that wasn't your pace for the 48-hour race, was it, Trev? No, it wasn't. Definitely not. Um, I usually start off about 10 k's an hour. And sort of probably kept that rolling for the first six. The race started at midnight, so it sort of then it gets dark. And at 12 hours, I think it was 107 k's. So it started at midnight or did it start? Yeah, at- it, start it started at midday. I think starting at midday actually helped getting through the first night because sometimes I start at 9 or 10 in the morning and that extra couple of hours running before the night time, you can sort of, because you've been running for longer before the night, or the fatigue gets in, it's harder to get through the night sometimes. Okay. And as part of the crazy things that you do, and we have to be honest because it is crazy, 48 hours running, you've done the Costa Kosciuszko a few times. That has to be one of the best um, events that I've ever done. Um, done in the last five years and um, hoping to go there 
this year to do um, six and then um, have a break after that, hopefully. So this is one of those events where you actually have to qualify before you get accepted, is that correct? Yeah, um, there's sort of like um, minimum qualification. You have to run 180 k's in 24 hours on the track or do a 100-mile race within 24 hours and you have to do a 100-kilometre race as well, so you have to do a minimum of two races over two years. It's recently got very popular, so there might be well in excess of 50 suitable participants, but it's um, capped at 50, so then it's up to the race directors who gets into the field pretty much. Okay, so it's a bit of a popularity contest. Oh, <laughs> well, it sort of goes on results, your previous results. You've probably got more chance if you've done well in, in your race and you've got – it basically comes down to – the race directors want everyone who starts, they want them to finish. So if they think that you haven't had a good success rate at finishing and you haven't got proven track record at finishing and, or they don't believe that you're quite ready to tackle the 240 kilometres, they'll, um, they'll let you know and give you some feedback and then hopefully you can build on it and reapply the next year. But at the end of the day, that um, there's plenty of people that will qualify and be suitable but because it's capped at 50 some people are going to miss out which is um which is always hard but it's just um the way it's going to be okay so you you just said it was a 240 kilometer race i'm guessing that judging by the fact that it's a coast to kosciuszko that there's also a decent amount of elevation in there do you know off the top of the, your head what the elevation is Oh, no, I'm not too big on elevation, but um, it starts at the beach at Eden and finishes on the top of Cosy, which is, I think, about 2,200 metres per hour um, or, or feet. Well, I'm not sure, but... um, It's high. And, it's a big yeah. mountain. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, uh, yeah, well, but um, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of uphill. There's a bit of downhill and flats, but... It starts at the lowest point and ends at the highest point, so it is, yeah... Um, a lot of uphill, especially the last 60 kilometres of the race, the climb from Jindabyne. So it's probably makes it a slower 240 kilometres than, than most most races because of the uphill. Yeah, you just said the last 60 kilometres <laughs> of the race and that's pretty much where you lost me. I was just thinking <laughs> the last 60 kilometres. I make that the hardest. <laughs> that's cruel. Now, let's also be honest, there's actually not many people that can actually do this ultra running thing. So I imagine the fraternity of ultra runners is pretty tight, pretty small, but pretty tight. There's some park running links in amongst there. You know, like the ultra community is much, very similar. Although like the park run is five kilometers and the ultra running is obviously a lot further, but the, um, the community is almost the same. Like it's just... A great bunch of competitors that are close knit because they all do. We all do the same thing. You have a great bunch of race directors, volunteers who put the events on. So it's in many ways it's very similar in the community feel. Like when you're doing the park run and the ultra runs, in many ways, um, very similar. And that's why I think there's a lot of ultra runners who have taken up park running and and love it so much. Is there a lot of money in ultra running? Because it's not in park run. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> no, it's um like it's not very big. Like it's not nearly all races as um no prize money. Um, it's basically the track events are more getting more popular because there's um there's the opportunity to race for your country, like in world championship events. So it's getting the more elite runners racing the longer distances. There is um probably a bit more money in the longer trail stuff, which has got more sponsors and. Typically, most ultras are just for pretty much your own um, self-achievement, pretty much. Right, so you don't have to answer this, but you finished second on the weekend, so there was no prize money attached to that. Yeah, no, well, I finished third, but yeah, second male, so um, no, there's no prize. But this was actually, the the prize was actually pretty pretty well for for the type of race it was. I think I I got... um, I got a bouquet of flowers, um, a new pair of hocker shoes, and a box of lint chocolates. And I got I a trophy for finishing second in the event. And I got it doubled as the um, Australian Ultra Runners Association's 48-hour national championship. So I'll get a trophy, second-place trophy for that as well. So, did you get a medal? Um, yeah, everyone who competes in the event gets a medal as well. So. Even if you only do two kilometres? Even if you only do two kilometres, yeah. Oh, I'm going to be there next year. <laughs> yeah, no, everyone gets a medal. It's a big ask even just to, um, to start to take on the challenge. So it's, um... Well, Trev, it's a mind-blowing achievement. I can't get my head around it, but well done. Thanks for joining us on the Parkrun Adventures. No worries. Thank you, Scott, and thank you, Mel. It's been great having you, and congrats again on your like yeah awesome super achievement there's not really even well. adjectives I, I was watching you on the live tracker and I felt like I should have been sitting there with popcorn because I was just <laughs> like oh look and now he's done this many laps and now he's done this I was I was live updating everyone who'd listened so um well done I, I would love to come along and watch the next one yeah that would be awesome now Last week we set the challenge and we had our adventurers recording themselves doing Freedom Run. Cassandra, she was out over in New Zealand adventuring at Hagley Park Run this week. And you know what she did, Mel? What did she do, Scotty? She took her phone and she recorded a bunch of interviews with park runners and she even caught up with their ED, whose name is Mordecai. Take it away, wow. Cassandra. Okay, so I'm Cassandra from Stones Corner Parkrun. I'm over here at Hagley Parkrun today, adventuring and doing a bit of touristing in New Zealand. And I'm here with Mordecai, who's the run director. How are you today? Very good, and yourself? Good. So tell us a bit about the course here at Hagley. Um, So the course is um, an obscure figure of eight, to say. Um, So it goes around the beautiful Victoria Lake here at Hagley Park and has a loop around completing the figure of eight and we finish right back across the lake as well. So I hear it's a pretty fast course over here? Yeah, it's, 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 it's fast and flat. Um, literally, I think the, the, most, the most incline is just a little dip on the path and that's, that's about it, but the whole course is pretty much flat. And you guys actually run through the middle of a golf course. Have you ever had a runner hit by a stray ball? 
No, I can't say we have had that happen yet. Although I must admit, when I do run it myself, sometimes I do wonder if today is going to be that day. But <laughs> in all seriousness, no, um, there it's 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 a, it's a safe course to run, and um, actually I don't think there's ever been a stray golf ball hit anyone at all. <laughs> That's nice to hear. <laughs> so there's 11 park runs in, in New Zealand. Have you run any others? Um, actually, um, I'm yet to run any other any of the other park runs. I've um, been a part of this one for just about a year, but um, yeah, definitely be keen to, to try some of the other ones across the world as well, actually. Yeah, because I've seen that there's only two on the South Island in New Zealand. Are there any plans for more, do you know? Um, yeah, actually, um, one, of, one of our park runners here who lives um, about... 40 minutes to an hour's drive from here. He's actually planning on starting up a park run in Pegasus. So just to prevent people who are a little bit further out from having that 40 minute commute just to come in and run. So that's that's really good, the, the park run community is growing. Sounds good, we want extra park runs over here for us Aussies to come visit. So what would you say to an Aussie to convince them a Kiwi park run is better? Um, no, no, no wild animals, no, no, no snakes jumping at you or anything like that and um, probably optimum temperature for running I'd say because it doesn't get anywhere near as hot as it does in Australia here. So you mentioned the weather, what's the coldest it ever gets over here and do you ever get ice on the course? Um, we have actually gotten ice before, I think that was last winter it got down to minus four but our, we still had our committed park runners turn up, we had 40 that day and there was literally ice on the pavement but that, that didn't stop us from, from coming out. Wow, sounds extreme to me as a Queenslander. Thanks for having me today and enjoy the rest of your weekend. All right, thank you very much. <laughs> All right, Cisco, what would you say to an Aussie to convince them a Kiwi Park runs better? I would say it's much flatter here. There's no snakes and it is very clean because we have less traffic here in Christchurch. We have really fast courses and it's so much cooler. We've got great friends support each other. Um, I would say that it's a bit cooler and you don't have to worry about the snakes or anything jumping out, so go for it. <laughs> I um, just come see the, the beautiful landscape and, and trees and, um, yeah. Because over here, the Kiwis will always beat you. Well, judging by all that, that sounds like a challenge from our Kiwi friends. We're going to have to visit New Zealand soon. I'm up for a trip across the pond. I haven't done an international park run yet. Have you, Scotty? No, neither have I. Ah. We need to, we need to up that. our adventuring game. We do. Let's take a look at the social scene. Lots going on again this week. Everybody loves us on the social scene. Everybody loves an adventure, I should say. Our good friend underscore PK got amongst my own at Parkrun Adventurers Action on the weekend, volunteering for the first time as the tail runner at Mount Barker Parkrun, flagging at the end. And ruin a dish. He, he got caught up in last week's episode and he just wanted to experience Westerfeld's Park Run. So he enjoyed a wet and wild morning out there on Saturday. Macalicious21 said Park Run Adventurers today at Mornington Peninsula Park Run. Love a little Park Run tourism. Oscar the Hound has got an Instagram account. He's a greyhound who loves Park Run. With his best Labrador friend. Very cute. 
Heathers.HappySnap said, a wonderful end to the Tamworth Tri Club season with my fastest park run all year this morning, followed by a 30-second PB in the Twilight Triathlon. The night was topped off at the presentation dinner where I received an award voucher for having the best tri suit. Great job, Heather. And wrapping it up on Instagram, the Bunyaville Trail Runners went mad, tagging us in a bunch of photos where they're enjoying the trails. Jumping over some small creeks and splashing in puddles. Looked like fun. Looked like they had a great time. Would love to check out Bunyaville Park Run sometime soon. On Facebook, we have some friends at New Farm Park Run who shared our page, uh, both Facebook and Twitter actually. And thank you very much, New Farm Park Run, for spreading the Park Run adventurers' love. And also, Rowan Durant was on Facebook. And he said they may take away our sunshine, but they can never take away our freedom. Runs. <laughs> and he hashtagged the Parkrun Adventurers in his post. So don't just leave it all on Instagram. Go crazy on Facebook. Hashtags work there too. We will find them. They do. And Shell Harbour Parkrun was another one with a stunning pic of the sun rising over their course. Come on down, Shell Harbour Parkrunners. Perfect conditions. Hashtag Parkrun Adventurers. We've got a lot of support from Shell Harbour. Thank you. And I want a quick mention to our iTunes reviewers. We've had a few. They're all positive. They're all five stars. So we can keep them coming. Very happy with that. No launches this week, unless there are any sneaky ones in Western Australia. They try and get bias. But we're pretty sure there are no launches this week. But can you tell us where the cake is, Mel? Well, there'll be cake at Manjumup, who are having their second birthday. And their twin, Mount Barker, in South Australia, is also turning to. And we've got Riverway up in Queensland turning three this year. And all of them, given the fact that they're on the beautiful long weekend for Easter are having Easter themes. Makes sense. It does. Chocolate, cake, you know, what more could you want? That's it. No, already? already. Another week over? Yep. Now we're going to have to wait another seven days. I hope there's a park run in between now and then. Next week is going to be our 13th episode. Ooh, lucky 13. Or is it? Yeah, I feel lucky about 13. You're right. And only seven more days to wait. Only a few more days until park run. Unless, of course, you've been listening. Speaking of which, to all of those of you who have been listening since January, we love you. You're yeah. great. Thank you very much. Probably well, that sounds... personally. <laughs> we, we, it would only take a couple of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, your little thank you very much then sounded a little bit reminiscent of Elvis. Have you got any other impersonations <laughs> for us, Scotty? You're trying to entice me into another song. And oh, see, you're singing. I just, it's the dulcet. Ch oh, I tell you what, if it's not in German, I don't sing it. <laughs> Somebody asked me if you could if you knew ninety nine red balloons. I'm gonna save that for episode ninety nine. <laughs> oh yes, I can't.
can't wait. It's yeah. going to be a long two years to get there, <laughs> but that's, yeah, looking forward to it. Excellent. Excellent.